Welcome back to another episode of Tell It Like It Is with your host, myself, This Five Full Girl. And yes, I'm bringing back uh, another episode of the trial of Derek Chauvin, the murder of George Floyd. So, day 11, there was three witnesses that was called to the stand on the first witness is Dr. Jonathan Rich. He's a cardiologist. For those that don't know what a cardiologist is, he is a heart specialist. Dr. Jonathan Rich, um, he was cardiologist, like I just said. George, He stated that George Floyd died of a cardiopulmonary arrest. I'm trying to uh, say these medical terms. You know, they could be quite difficult. If you're not in the medical field, I'm in law enforcement. So, <laughs> this is hard for me. But he um, died of cardiopulmonary arrest caused by low oxygen levels induced by police induced by the police officers um he had prone resistance and other restraints so other restraints would be the handcuffs um holding down the legs uh from the other officers um he's the fourth medical expert that was on the stand and and he told the jury that his key findings uh, for the prosecution that uh, how he died, how George Floyd died. So then um, Dr. Rich, he, um, when he was asked a question about the way George Floyd died, he looked directly at the jury and he stated with a high degree of medical certainty that Floyd died, did not die from primary heart condition. He did not die from a primary heart condition or a drug overdose. So, um, the prosecution called George Floyd's brother next to the stand, Flanonis Floyd. He's 39, and he said he's married with two children. Um, They called him to speak. Um, They call it the spark of life testimony. This is to give the jury... uh, a different perspective of George Floyd um, to make him seem that he's alive, you know, to give that feeling that he's still here. So he stated that George Floyd was his older brother and and that his mother also died in a... um, 
the same month. So he said he got married. His mother died. And then George Floyd died all in the same month. He said when he got married, there was supposed to be a special occasion. But in light of everything else, it overshadowed his special occasion. So he gave a real good testimony on the stand. You know, it was very heartfelt. And he broke down twice on the stand. Um talking about his brother that was very moving and then the third person on the stand was Seth Troughton he was a use of force expert and you know uh during you know how they go to a commercial break then the the uh commentary start talking and they were saying the the reporters i want to say they were saying they don't know why the prosecution didn't put felonious floyd on the jury on the stand last so the jury can focus on what he's saying when they rest and they was wondering why they put this other use of force expert on the stand after they did george floyd's brother but in the end, they were saying that was a very good idea because what the experts said was would leave the jury thinking about uh, what he's saying on the stand. And that was, they would resonate in their mind uh, when they go back to the, the liberation room. So, yes, <clears throat> this was another use of force expert. Um He's a, a professor on complete uh, policing issues. He's a former police officer. Um, so he, um, Sultan is expected to be, um, well, he is not expected to be. He was the last witness for the state, um, he talked about when someone doesn't have a pulse, they do not pose a threat. So if you don't have a pulse, you can't move, and how can you pose a threat? So <clears throat> that was that was real. So how can somebody pose a threat if they can't move? So at the end of that, the state has rest. We're getting down to the nitty-gritty. The state has rest their case. When I say state, I mean the prosecution. So on day 12, the defense called their witness. And first they did the, uh, I can't think about, uh, think what you call that. Oh, they, uh, they, they did a motion for acquittal, and the defense did, and the judge denied that. Um, so on day 12, they had six witnesses, six witnesses took the stand for the defense. So the first person that was called to the stand was Scott Robert Crington. He's a retired police officer 
that started in 1993. Um, they showed a tape of when he attempted to arrest George Floyd back in 2019. Um, so they played a video of that, how George Floyd was like being a combative and he was scared that the police officers was going to kill him because they had drawn guns out on him. And then the second person on the stand was Michelle Mosigan. She's a retired 34-year um, paramedic. She treated George Floyd on <clears throat> May 6, 2019. Um, she stated that George Floyd had taken several medication pills. He had um, swallowed Percocets, a prescription medication, and which is also known as an opioid. So she was talking about his blood pressure, and she asked him why did he take the pills. He said he's addicted to it. So that was her testimony on the stand. So then there was Sharonda Hill, if y'all recall, Sharonda Hill was in a vehicle with George Floyd, and she was at the Cup Food um, store. She was standing um, on, on across the street from the incident with Maurice Hall. So uh, she testified that George Floyd had fallen asleep in the vehicle after leaving out the Cup Foods because he stated... Um, to her that he worked the night before and he was very tired and sleepy <clears throat> so if you do not remember George Floyd worked security at a nightclub and if I recall reading or hearing somewhere that George Floyd worked security somewhere at a nightclub and Derek Chauvin also worked at that same place and they got into it a time or two but that was never brought up in the case um I don't know if the judge stated not to mention it or it just wasn't never mentioned but I do remember reading something about that then on the stand they had Peter Chang um he was one of the officers um that responded he responded to the scene he's a Minneapolis police uh, a Minneapolis Park Police. He's not a state city police. He's a park police. So, um, he was standing with Maurice and Shawanda Hill watching them as the incident was occurring across the street. So, he responded to the couples to assist the other officers, um, Lane and Cube however you say his name um he stated he arrived to the scene before Derek Chauvin um he said when he arrived at the crime scene it was a cold four which meaning a calm scene when officer give a cold four that mean everything is okay if they riding with their lights and sirens you can uh turn your lights and sirens out 
off and drive at a com uh, comfortable uh, speed. Sorry about that, y'all. <laughs> I'm just jumping all over my words and everything. So, and then on the stand was Nicole McKenzie. Um, she's a police medical support coordinator. She defined exercise, delirium, and police training. So she was called back to the stand. That's uh, the witness that was called during the prosecution. She was called back to the stand. So, so then last person on the stand was Barry Broad, retired. He's a retired police. And he started his career in 1972. I was two years old at that time. And I did not like his testimony at all. He act like he didn't know nothing. Like, he was just lost. Like, lost and did not want to be there. Of course, we know none of them want to be there. Just like Sharonda Hill. She was very agitated on the stand. The prosecution asked her to explain her answer. Then when she was trying to explain her answer, he cut her off and she got smart. Wait, you told me to explain it. Now you're telling me don't explain it. So she had got very frustrated about that. But this police officer just seemed like, ugh. He stated that he felt Derek Chauvin was justified. And it was acting, uh, Lord, he was acting with reasonableness. <laughs> he stated George Floyd was comfortable when he was knocked out and unresponsive. So when he, when the prosecution got back to the stand, he he was very upset that this witness stated that George Floyd was comfortable, comfortable when he was knocked out and unresponsible, unresponsive. He 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 had got very upset about that, and, and, and I don't blame him because that is something stupid to say. Very stupid to say. So that's day 11 and 12 of the trial. And today will be a new day. Today being Thursday. And I'm going to bring it to you guys. Uh, so we'll see what's going to happen with that. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. And I'm going to be back with what's upcoming uh, with the trial. I think soon they're going to be resting. The defense is going to rest. I hope it's today so the jury can start deliberating on this trial. And we'll see what's going to happen. Okay, you guys. Talk to you later.